It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Elliot all the way from Denver. What up, pal? Did you know this is the last time this season the Eagles are getting on a plane? It's good news right there. I think that's a, a right? only a good thing, Elliot. In a season where there's 17 games, they still have their bye week. It's pretty wild that this is their last road trip of the year. And I will say, being out here in Denver... Probably a good thing they're not coming back here because this altitude is no joke. It's my first time out here. I'm floored at how real it is, and uh, I think it could be tough for the Eagles. Yeah, I've been in Denver a few times. It is, it's real. You feel it when you're out there. You get lightheaded. You know, it's harder to, you know, keep your breath when you're going upstairs. You know, all that type of stuff. It, it's a real. I mean, Richie was talking about it all week on the midday show, and literally he just kept saying, "Man, you can't breathe when you're playing yeah. there." And and it is I, I it's shocking the Broncos just don't go like seven and one or eight and one every year at home because it does seem like just a a massive home field advantage. Yeah, I mean if I get tired walking four blocks to get a breakfast sandwich this morning, I can only imagine how hard it's going to be for actual <laughs> athletes to come out here. Nick Sirianni talked about it uh, yesterday at his press conference that they almost he compared it to, to what they were doing to like a game plan from their health staff in terms of how they plan to combat it. I think they're coming into Denver a little later today than they normally would for a road trip. So yeah, uh, it, it's a real part of the game. Yeah, it's massive. And and let's get into this game. And I want to get into some halfway point of the season stuff as the show goes on. And obviously, if people just want to chime in on, on where they're at with the Eagles at the, you know, pseudo halfway point of the season, 215-592-9494. But, but looking ahead to this game tomorrow, look, it is, I, I think right now with the feel around the team, you know, it's kind of a, a strange feeling right now. They're three and six. Yeah. But as you mentioned, the, the schedule really does open up for them. 
The rest of the NFC that for that six and seven spot is really muddled. There are no really good teams fighting for those spots. So, you know, this game tomorrow really does take on a tone of, of importance, Elliot, as much as it doesn't feel like it with this team right now. Yeah, I think it's important uh, for two reasons. Last week, their game against the Chargers, obviously in previewing that, it was an important game for them, but I, I felt at least, and I, I think you did too to a certain extent, that that wasn't a must-win game for, for their playoff chances, right? That was a game you wanted to see them be competitive in after watching them get trounced so thoroughly by good teams earlier in the year to see them be competitive in it. And they were. I think it was a game they could have won. And, and I said afterwards, if they play that game the rest of the season, like they might be a playoff team, right? Now, I think the Denver game is, is different. It is also a game where there's things you're going to look for from a developmental standpoint, the passing game, th those type of things, which we'll get into. But I think it's also pretty close to a must win. Like, look, with 17 games and seven playoff spots, the Eagles realistically are probably not going to be eliminated from the playoffs until, you know, another month or so. Right. And I know that'll frustrate some people to hear that, but that's just reality. But I think in terms of viewing them as a team that, OK, like maybe they could actually make the playoffs. I think you got to win tomorrow. The Broncos are a good team. They're better kind of than I thought when, when I kind of took a deep dive into you know their roster and all their stats this week but they're a beatable team like you can go to denver and win this game and if you're going to make the playoffs i, I think you have to yeah shockingly the eagles only a two-point underdog on the part sportsbook app even though you know you could look at the raiders game and say that got to one and say who cares and all that but it does at least show that that this is a winnable game theoretically for the seagulls team let's get into it what, what do you need to see tomorrow like and obviously we want them to win and and you know staying in the playoff race which sounds ridiculous to me to say because you know where what, what kind of team i think this is and ultimately right. where i think they finish up but but obviously i can step back and say look at the situation and factually look that that it is if they can win this game you know it's something but what do you need to see tomorrow what what are you focusing on we've talked so much this week about so many aspects of the team jonathan gannon getting crushed this week nick sirianni starting to get a little bit more positive feedback, but still has not had a, a, a flawless nine-game start to his career. Jalen Hurts, you know, there's so much of this team that is really a question mark right now. What are you looking at with this game tomorrow? Yeah, to me, this is a Jalen Hurts game. Like, flat out, this is a Jalen Hurts game. I need to see Jalen Hurts throw this team to a victory. Now, off the bat, let me say this. That doesn't mean he can't have help from the running game. Every quarterback should get help from the running game. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts needs to be 80% of the offense like he was earlier in the season. The Broncos are very, very good against the run. So I'm skeptical they'll be able to run the ball against the Broncos, but they should at least try. So, so to be clear, I'm not saying I want to see Jalen Hurts throw it 45 times and have the running backs touch it, you know, two or three times like they did against the Cowboys. I would still like to see a balanced attack. But against the Chargers, I said there were going to have to be four or five throws that Hurts had to make for them to win that game. And he missed those throws. He missed Goddard. He missed the Devontae Smith touchdown in the first half. Like, he came up relatively small in the passing game last week. Now, I know he had only had 18 attempts, but still, there were big throws there to be made that he missed. Against the Broncos, their, their secondary is still good. Like, their pass defense isn't terrible, but they'll be without Patrick Sertain. They're going to be missing a, a few key players on defense. And... He has to throw the ball really well against this Broncos team because if they're not able to run the ball, they're going to have to move it through the air, like flat out. And again, without Patrick Sertain, that Broncos secondary is is, is should be able to be thrown at. Devontae Smith has improved. They're going to be starting Ronald Darby, it looks like the Broncos are. And we all saw here what kind of cornerback Ronald Darby is. He, he's decent, but you can beat him. Like he's not, he's not an elite level corner. So I need to see Jalen Hurts tomorrow come out 
And if the passing game becomes the only way for them to win, I need to see him throw them to a win. And so far in his career, in games where he's thrown it 30 more times, and I know this isn't a perfect stat, but they're three and five in games where he has to throw it 30 or more times. They're three and nine when he has over over 20 pass attempts, right? So in general, so far we've seen Jalen Hurts, a lot to like about him. We'll get into kind of his future. And I really do think there's a lot to like about Jalen Hurts. But one box he has not checked off yet is throwing them to a win in a game they have to have, and that's it. This is the game tomorrow. So to me, it's very much what I want to see tomorrow is Jalen Hurts move the ball successfully through the air. Yeah, look, obviously I'm not going to argue with that. I do think they need to keep running the ball. I think that's been a formula for success. I know this matchup isn't as as obvious a run-the-ball matchup as the last two, but I'm with you. Like I obviously want to see Hurts improve as a passer, show that he can kind of carry them with his arm and all that type of stuff, but but for me going into tomorrow, and it, and it's kind of, and again, we'll, we'll talk more about the halfway point of the season and where we're at with everyone, but tomorrow is like make or break for me with Jonathan Gannon. I mean, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to fire this guy right now. Obviously, yeah, you're out on there's him. no chance that that's happening right now. I know that, that everyone will get the full season and all that, but, but Jonathan Gannon has seven games to win his job back for me. Like, that's the way I'm looking at this. Jonathan Gannon has been such a disaster through nine games. I, I, there is no way that... You know, whatever you want to say about points or this or that or whatever, you watch this defense and the passivity, the just uh, uh, zero disguising, the zero, like, creativity. We talked about multiples and three fours and four threes and all this stuff. Like, they do nothing interesting. They do nothing that confuses a quarterback. They do nothing to make a game difficult for a quarterback. And we've seen that whenever they've played, and granted, it's some high-level quarterbacks, but whenever they play a capable quarterback, they get picked apart. I need to see Jonathan Gannon do something. I'd rather see them get beat over the top three times than watch them methodically work the ball down the field. And, like, Teddy Bridgewater isn't the best quarterback in in the world or anything, but he's got a 72% completion rate. The guy can complete some passes. Like, I need this defense to do something, to show up, to stop just letting offenses dictate to them. Like, we need this defense to make some plays tomorrow. Get some turnovers. What a crazy thought. All the, like, slap the ball, get cause fumbles, all this stuff we heard in the preseason. We're like, oh, that's smart. That's a good idea. Haven't seen that happen. Haven't seen any of it. This defense has been a joke this season, Elliot. It has been a joke. And I don't care what the numbers say about points per game or, or points per drive or whatever. All I know is that any Eagles fan who watches this defense can see with their eyes it is passive, it is weak, it is a scared defense, and Jonathan Gannon has to change that or else, in my mind, he's gone. Yeah, so I think you're being too harsh on Jonathan Gannon. I'm not saying he de- definitely deserves to be back next year. I think disaster is way too strong when talking about this defense. I, I, I You just said you don't care about points per game. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say then because points per game is really all that matters. And I agree with you that when you watch the defense, they're not a fun defense to watch. I am with you on that, right? But they're not a disaster. And you talk about going against Teddy Bridgewater. He He's better than like, he's definitely better than Sam Darnold. You know, Garoppolo, you could kind of debate. Garoppolo's pretty hit or miss, but he's a, accomplished some good things in, in his career. But like when they've gone against the non-elite quarterbacks, which is what they're going against tomorrow, they have done well. So you're right that the defense has to perform tomorrow. The Broncos, I think, are 22nd in the league in points per game. They do have some talent. Uh, the running back whose name's escaping me right now, uh, Javante Williams, Williams, actually. Uh, yeah, he, he had a great game last week against Dallas. They do have some talent at receiver. So I'm not diminishing the Broncos, uh, you know, offense completely. But they're going to be without Pat Shermer, their offensive coordinator, who calls the plays, right? That seems like a win for the Broncos. 
<laughs> well, but here's what I would say. Yes, but like since they don't have an offensive head coach, they're essentially losing like their play caller. So, you know, I think that that does matter. But you're, you're right. The Gannon and the defense, like you should be able to hold the Broncos under 23, 20 points, like around there, right? Like it's tough in general to sh- completely shut down defense offenses in today's NFL. But yeah, this is a matchup that they should they should uh, take advantage of. I still think you're being too harsh on Gannon, in my opinion. They're, like I mean, they're the, on pace to set the record. I know, for I know. And again, yes. like the reason I'm saying points per game don't matter, I'm not saying like holistically, like sure, of course it matters. But with this defense, because they allow such long drives, of course there's going to be less points. There is less time for teams to score points but ultimately on a basic level, if you can't stop the other team's offense, then you're going to lose. And and it doesn't matter how many points you give up because you're going to lose because they're going to keep scoring on you. And that's what this defense is. This defense is civ-like. It is, it is does not get stops. Yeah, I know they had a couple fourth down stops, and that was, you know, great, but also lucky in the sense that, like, well, Keenan Allen was pretty damn close to getting over the line there. Like, maybe a better play call gets passed. And regardless, you can't rely on winning fourth down stops to make stops on defense that get a single stop in the second half yet a game another game where a team doesn't punt like this is unacceptable man like this is unacceptable the way this defense is playing yeah and i i think that it's personnel related as well and again i'm not i don't want this to become the elliot defending jonathan gannon because i'm not i just don't think he's been a complete disaster like you do but but i also think if you're gannon or you're any coach trying to scheme up for this def uh trying to make a scheme for this defense it's really hard with the personnel that they have because the defensive line has been such a disappointment. Like this well, pass rush. He hasn't helped them out either. I mean, how many more defensive linemen are going to come out and question his coaching? Well, one, one's well, Javon Hargrave did too. I, I, so I personally don't believe that that's what he was doing. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not people in the room that don't question it. I just, I don't believe that's what Javon Hargrave was doing, but, but regardless, like the pass rush, they have to win their one-on-one matchups. And I understand that the scheme is related to that to a certain degree. And he could try to get more creative, but the bottom line is if your players aren't playing well, there's just, it's really, it's really hard to scheme that up. So yeah, Gannon has not been what he was advertised as. Absolutely. Gannon was advertised as, a, as one of the best defensive coordinator candidates available when the Eagles hired him. Like that's what he was viewed as. And he's not been that. I agree with you. But to to kind of circle it back to, to Jalen Hurts too, though, like that's why it's a big game for me with Hurts because this is a game where if your defense is struggling, right? And to your point, if Gannon, you know, if Gannon's defense is not playing well, like I need to see Jalen Hurts win this team a game that they're maybe not supposed to win, right? A game where the defense is struggling, but he carries them to a win. Or, or a game where the running game can't do it, but he's making really good throws. So I'm not saying that he should be expected to score 40 points because that is a good defense he's going up against as well. But if you look at Jalen Hurts' growth into being a franchise quarterback, I think he's checked off a lot of boxes. Like, I'll start with intangibles, which I know some people you know, get don't like that it's only about intangibles with him. But I personally believe it really matters that the Eagles have a quarterback that the whole team believes in and trusts. So he's checked that box. He has made some big time throws. He checked that box. He can make a, he he's extremely smart with the ball, barely turns it over. Check that box. So there has been some really good things with Jalen. I just got to see him start to win some games that this team is not supposed to win. Like, yeah, it's great they beat the Lions 44 to 6, but his defense gave up six points, right? Like, he, he could have won that game seven to six. So the the Falcons game, which was probably his probably his best game of the year, you, you could debate. I think the Chargers, even though they lost, he 
you know, he, he was decent for portions. But the, the Falcons game, defense only gave up six points. Like, if the defense struggles tomorrow against Denver, that shouldn't just be, up. Oh, well, he lost because Gannon's defense is a disaster. Like, no, if you want to be a quarterback in the NFL, you have got to throw your teams to, to win sometimes. And I think tomorrow's a real big chance for him to do that. 215-592-9494. What do you need to see tomorrow, both for tomorrow's game, but also for this team moving forward, for this franchise moving forward? Again, we'll get into some of the second half stuff, where we stand with this team. But but in this game tomorrow, again, it is an important game on, on many levels from a developmental perspective and for this season. What do you need to see? Jalen Hurts. Do you need to see Jalen Hurts go out and win a game with his arm? Do you need to see Jonathan Gannon change up what he's doing and actually offer some resistance? As Stevens, you need to see Nick Sirianni continue to run the ball. I, I definitely want to see that. I want to see Nick in a situation where they're losing or maybe the run isn't working right away and sticking with it. Don't give up on it. Continue to run the ball because when you keep pushing with that, eventually you start to break through. There is so much that we need to see with this team. So many question marks heading into this game tomorrow. And for the last seven games of the season and for the future of this team, again, when it comes to Nick Sirianni, when it comes to Jonathan Gannon, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, these are big decisions that have to be made on these guys. And right now it feels like, and, and I know that it's a first year for Sirianni, a first year for Gannon, but like these seven games feel incredibly important to these guys and their place in this city and on this team moving forward. What do you need to see tomorrow towards that goal? 215-592-9494. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time in Edmonton with our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. EO James Seltzer, best producer in the land. How you doing today, brother? What up, pal? How are you? <sighs> Elliot Shore Houdini. <laughs> nice. Well, what done. up, Tom? That's a How you doing? Reference. Well done, sir. It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> well, um, okay. So I'll save my prediction for the end. But um, I, I know between Merle's blood vessel popping and Angelo laying into you, Elliot, that uh, I'll just chalk up that terrible tweet as pressure of the week getting to you. I know you're a man oh, of bad takes, God. but that magic tweet was way off. Yeah, for those who Look, don't know, and I didn't see how you phrased yeah. it in the tweet, but he talked about it in the pod, Elliot thinks that at magic shows that they should explain the magic, like that they should do the After trick. After the trick, And to then be go clear. like, here's yeah. how I did it. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in other words, I don't get we why, should I don't all get... teach everybody on earth how to do our job so we're yeah. then unemployed. And to break the illusion, and the whole thing is like the <laughs> illusion. It's the whole point of it. Yeah, that was bad. No, Elliot? You sticking with this one, he? He's sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, I kind of agree with your overall point at the beginning of the week, though, Elliot. Um, if I'm going to label the defense as 1A, I thought Hurts is 1B as far as why they lost the game. So, we... L- we lost Elliot's uh, audio. Moshe's going to try and get him back. So you're talking oh. to me, Tommy. And look, I, I do. I, look, I I think we both agree. You just said it. I think Gannon, the defense, the reason they lost the game. But I, I don't know if I go so far as to say Jalen Hurts was the reason they lost. But I think you could argue that Jalen Hurts certainly wasn't the reason they won. You know, or did, right. you know, didn't make right. them win. So I'd be interested to see what Elliot thinks of this. I was going to hit him with this, uh, James. He, he keeps citing points per game being the most important, but points per game, that's an average. It's more points in a single game against a specific team on a certain day with your offense playing a certain way. Like, 
you got to put context. You can't just take an average and say that's what dictates. I know, especially when there was a Lions game where they gave up six points. There was an mm. Atlanta game where they gave up six points. You know, like that, that of course, is going to lower your average. And to the point I made before, when it's an offense, when it's a defense, excuse me, that is just allowing teams to dink and dunk and move down the field and eat up clock, of course you're going to score less points because there's just right. less time for points to be scored. Right. Hey, um, seeing Howie, the con artist, uh, tip my cap to you on the podcast, I'm rephrasing, with his binoculars, boy, I just wanted to reach through my TV and squeeze his neck. I don't don't think there was anyone in Philadelphia who did not see those binoculars and go, dude. What are you doing? Come on, man. (laughs) He's the only one up there with them. Oh, my God. All right, so um, I was going to hit Elliot with this. I don't know if he's listening or not, but I'm going to give a summation for tomorrow. Sure. I mean, I see how he's a uh, terrible roster construction. Uh, I see a coach that's a disaster in Gannon. Um, he's going to see the Broncos are six against the run, 20th against the pass, so he's going to go pass heavy. I don't think Sirianni has any idea of how to rein that in, uh, combined with a banged-up secondary and then you have Mr. Intangibles, who's going to be outplayed by Teddy Two Gloves. And they're playing a mile high up in the in the uh, atmosphere. So for these reasons, I'm out, and the Eagles lose 28-23. Tommy, I'm with you. I think they lose tomorrow, too. For have a good tomorrow. weekend, brother. You too, pal. You too. 215-592-9494. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tom there. I, I, don't, I don't think the Eagles win tomorrow. I think they can win. Obviously, it is a, uh, a similar level of talent the Broncos have as the Eagles. I think the Broncos are better. But it is certainly a winnable game. The Eagles theoretically should be the more desperate team. The Broncos at five and four. The Eagles at three and six. Season theoretically hanging in the balance. The Eagles should bring it tomorrow. Like they should be ready to roll. And this is a game that truly matters for them. I just think in Denver, in the mile high, going up against a better Broncos team, it's going to be a tough one. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. What do you need to see tomorrow from this Eagles team? Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to win a game. Jonathan Gannon changing it up on defense and also coming up next, assuming we get Elliot back and even if we don't, we're going to dive into the second half. Where you stand at like the pseudo halfway point of the season, technically the halfway point of the season, halfway through the last game, but but the halfway point of the season for all intents and purposes. Where do you stand with the Seagulls team moving forward into the second half of the season? It's Go Birds Radio. It's James and maybe Elliot. We're trying to get Elliot back. Either way, I am here with you till three. And let me remind you that one of the things I love most about my Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer so much action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops, bet on points, on rebounds, assists, hockey. You can bet on goal scores. Plus, with the live in-game betting and the wild popular same-game parlays, The Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at GoBirds recommend. The same-game parlays are a blast. It is such a fun way to watch a game, and like I always say, having action on these games makes them so much more fun to watch. We're sports fans. We're watching them anyway. Why not have a few bucks on it and actually be invested? And here's the deal. If you sign up right now, you get your first bet. You can make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or player you're watching or bet on any game. Just download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The Parks Sportsbook app, the website, has all the terms and conditions. 
That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. James Seltzer and Elliot Shore Parks. He's back. Hey, buddy. You know, I feel like Tom from Abington tried to do a magic trick and make me disappear. <laughs> but the good news is I figured out how he did it, and I am back. So yeah. there it is. Beautiful there it is. So new. You... Hopefully it does not happen again. What Maybe a... some people hope it does, but I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> Elliot Shore Parks, technology genius. Who's Exactly. That's what yes. many call me. Yes, yes. 215-592-9494. Elliot is back. We'll get his thoughts on where the Eagles stand at the halfway point of the season a little bit later on. For now, where do you stand on this game tomorrow? What are you looking for from this team? Obviously, for tomorrow's game, but also moving forward. You know, we've talked about Jalen Hurts being able to win a game with his arm. Jonathan Gannon mixing it up on defense. Nick Sirianni, where are you at with this team? What do you need to see? 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and go to New York and talk to Mike. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. How's it going? Good, man. Good. What's on your mind today, pal? Uh, oh, little bird, little bird. As you know, I said to you uh, off air last week, I want Elliot to hear this, that uh, normally, you know, I don't call in on Saturdays. I don't listen on Saturdays because I get all my Go Birds content on my mm. favorite Eagles podcast. My man. Love my it. Man. Love it. Thank Appreciate you, Appreciate it. Everyone needed to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you got Elliot, you you know, he's the insider, you know, a man of bad takes, and James, yeah. you are literally – Literally the voice of the people. It's it's just a perfect duo. So Thanks, you guys man. are awesome. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. So on that note, um, the man of bad takes. I'm going to agree with. This is 100 percent a Jalen. <laughs> what game. a twist! I did not see that coming. <laughs> I am a man of bad takes. <laughs> yeah, this is 100 percent a Jalen game. You know, because look, the last two weeks it's been uh, the ball not in his hands, and that's what the, the game plan kind of calls for just because of the opponent. That's going to change this week. You know, again, like we said, Denver's got a good they got a good run defense, so will Sirianni switch it up but do it in a smart way? Or are we going to go back to, you know, like the Dallas game or, this, you know, or the Tampa Bay game where he's having Jalen throw 40 times? I hope not because that's an absolute L. So are we going to see a balanced attack? And then I really do. And look, I've been a very vocal Jalen supporter because I still see the flash and I still see the glimmers of hope. That said, like this, I think is the game where it's like Jalen, th- this is it, man. Like this is going to be your stage because this is going to be the time where the team is going to need to look to you and look to that arm to pull them out. Because I think our defense is our defense. Like regardless of Gannon, and I know it's an unpopular take, He's taking a little too much heat because our players are just pathetic across the board. And you take that, you take the altitude, you take Denver's ability to control the ball, our defense is going to be a mess tomorrow. That's what I'm fully expecting. I'm fully expecting to lose by 14, 17 <laughs> Wow. I mean, not to mention the fact that, too, Darius Slay and Avante Maddox are dealing with leg injuries. Now, it's expected they'll yep. both play. But long flight across country, I, like that would be a worry as well for me with the defense. Yep. So that, so that, that's where I am. This is, this is all going to be on Jalen. I hope he could show, you know, the people something because if it, if it doesn't happen here, it's not, it's not even going to matter for the rest of the season because the rest of the season we think is a poor schedule, but it, it probably isn't because let's be honest, we are the bottom yeah. quarter of the league ourselves. No, that's it. I just want to see Jalen. I just want to see Jalen tomorrow do something where it's going to have to give Hallie and Lori, and Sirianni for that matter, pause to say maybe. 
But just, just, just do that. Just no, do that. Mike, I, a great call as always. And, and look, I, I, I don't disagree. You know, this isn't me saying, Elliot, you're wrong. I, I right. don't need to see Jalen Hurts win a game with his arm. I'm, I'm very with Elliot on this. I, I, I think we, especially considering the game, the matchup, the spot where they're at, a, a defense that has been pretty good against the run, particularly good at home, as Elliot has pointed out on the podcast, if you check that out. Um, so, I, you know, I think it is a game where, where Hurts really does need to, you know, kind of, step up a little bit and show that he can can fling the ball around if he needs to. Yeah, and I also think that, look, again, I want to see a balanced attack. I'm agreeing with with everybody on that. Like, this is the ultimate winning season for the run-the-ball crowd, right? Like, run the ball tomorrow. Try to make it happen. But I also think that if this was a team with a quarterback that, that if they believe in Jalen, like, the game plan should be to try to attack the Broncos secondary with the injuries they have, and it's the weaker unit, right? So – uh, you know, I, I think that um, it'll be interesting to see if they come out and do try to do that. Now, whether Jalen can be successful at it, I don't know. But even if they come out tomorrow and try to throw the ball a lot, that could even be a hint that, okay, maybe they do believe in Jalen internally. But ultimately, this is a Broncos team that Jalen should be able to throw the ball at. And as impressive as the last two games have been, there's probably been the you know best two-game stretch of football the Eagles have played all season. And I'm sure Jalen's enjoying it because they're playing better. But ultimately, they've looked better by taking the ball out of Jalen's hands. And that that has to be somewhat concerning if you're Jalen just from a perspective of, you know, do they believe in me? Do they see me as the guy? Not to mention you have Howie, you know, in, in the press box in Pittsburgh, wherever the game was, with a pair of binoculars looking at, at Kenny Pickett. So I, I do think tomorrow is a big, like, prove-it game for Jalen. Yeah. Well, when you look at the this remaining schedules we've talked about, uh, you know, they're really this and, and then next week against the Saints are the only two legitimate defenses they're going to face. You know, it's or at least good defenses. You could say Dallas the last week of the season. We don't know how many players are going to be playing in that game and all that type of stuff from a Dallas perspective. Um, you know, if they're like the three seed locked in or whatever it is, you know, we don't know how that all works out. But, you know, this is a big test on the road in this spot, especially again against the defense that's been pretty good against. Well, and, and Go ahead. You, you made this point. I think it's a good one, too, real quick. Just, we keep waiting for the part of the season to come where it's like, okay, now it gets really easy, right? But it seems like every week we sit here and go, well, actually, the Broncos aren't that easy of a game. And you said this, like the Giants are playing better than they used to, right? So the rest of the season is certainly looks easier than the first half, but you know, it just feels like we keep waiting for that moment to come and, and it hasn't come yet. We're like, all right, this is a game they should definitely win. Uh, look, I don't think there's going to be. I think this is, it's one of those where, where they could win or lose any game left on the schedule. You know, that's yep, really absolutely. the way I feel about it. All right, let's go to Middletown and talk to, oh, Mosh. Okay. Middletown and talk to Brian. There we go. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, Thanks, Brian. man. I appreciate it. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Now, you know, listen, you're talking about, you know, yeah, no game is a given. I mean, it's let's face it, we, we have a, a new coaching staff. You look at the division, a new quarterback, new coaching staff. So, of course, this is going to kind of be a, a, a situation where they're going to continue to grow. But, you know, as much as I love you, Elliot, and I do, I respect your work, you're really annoying me week to week about this Jalen Hurts situation. Like, do yeah. we expect Donovan McNabb to win – the game and its 13th game as a player for the Eagles. No, because they had a great defense. And I can, I can run through a string of quarterbacks, including Troy Aikman or uh, Peyton Manning, where I know in their 13th game as a quarterback in the NFL, they weren't expected to win the game with their arms. And you sort of discount the fact that, like last week, he's bringing you back, getting uh, first downs with his legs. You can't discount Yeah, that's that. a great point, Brian. I, I think that we don't – we're always like, oh, he's a good runner or whatever. But, like, we we can't discount, like, that third and 12. The, like, because like that, a, that those are big-time plays, whether it's your legs or your arms. Exactly. Those are big-time plays. Make, 
Let me make this point, because that, again, is a part of the growth and maturation process. Josh Allen wasn't some great passer of the football in his first season. He made plays with his legs, and this gets to the defense. You can give me all the stats you want, but it's also about situational football. The team, your team is coming back last week. I need you to get the ball back. I need a three and out. And yep. it's, it's, time after time, this team doesn't do it. And this, and it, to me, it's not about the player. This is about technique. I need my defensive backs to play press man. And you have to have a coordinator tell these guys, if you don't get the hell up on that wide receiver and jam his ass within five yards, I'm putting you on the bench. Because jamming and redirecting the wide receiver can help your defensive line out. I mean, these D-backs, you have a third and eight. The opposition has a third and eight, and they're dropping back 10 yards. I mean, come on, man. I'm with Brian. I thought that was like malpractice. I'm with you, man. Let me me address the Jalen thing really quickly. So I I agree that expecting him to do it and, and like saying you have to go out and do it is probably not fair at this point of his career. But the two distinctions I would make, and you made some good points, so let me just, just counter them, is one, like the passing game's a lot different now than it was when you referenced McNabb. And I know you're talking about more experience point in terms of 13th game, but ultimately we see quarterbacks around the league play well or pretty early on, much more than we used to, right? Because of the way the game has changed because of the passing rules and all those things. So I'm not saying he should be expected to do it, but to your point, like there are a lot of other positives, but the thing I haven't seen from him is his ability to throw the team to a win. So you're right. If he doesn't do it tomorrow, that doesn't mean I'm going to come on the air the next time I'm on and say, look, he's not the guy. you got to move on. I'm not there right. with Jalen. But I, what I'm saying is it would be nice to see him do it, though, because oh, we I haven't agree. seen him done it yet. Yeah. And as good as his pat, his running plays are, ultimately he's going to have to th- show yeah. he can move the offense and through Ellie, the air to, to be the long-term your, answer. Ellie, to bolster your point, and then I'll, I'll hang up and just listen to the rest of your commentary. You're right about mm-hmm. that. To bolster your point, and actually playing winning football from the from the pocket, it doesn't mean it has to be late in the game. But like last week, there were passes early in the game where, you know, you complete that pass to Goddard, he scores a touchdown. Agreed. You complete that pass to Devonta Smith. So you're absolutely right. He does have to make some of these uh, what I consider easier throws that can go for touchdowns, and that can kind of yeah. shape the trajectory of the game. And, and Brian, great call. And, and again, like, look, it, it's okay to say that we need more from Jalen Hurts. It's okay to say that, yes, we've seen some good things. There are positives. We're not sure. But I would really like to see him be able to fling the ball over the field for a game if we need it. Like, that's okay to say that. He's an NFL quarterback. And, look, the point on the defense that I couldn't agree more, especially if you look at this defense and say, all right, who are the players I trust the most? You know, uh, Steve Nelson and Darius Slay and Avante Maddox so far this season have been three of your better players, certainly Slay and Maddox. Like, you should trust those guys to make some plays on the outside and, and you know, let them go, bump a little bit and do something. 215-592-9494. Let me predict this next call. What do we want to see for the rest of the season? I want to see the Eagles lose every game. I want to see Nick Sirianni fired. I want to see Jonathan Gannon fired. I want to see Howie Roseman fired Mad Mike and KOP. How close was I? All right. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, here I'm actually here to defend Elliot Shore Parks. Wow. I I feel like we need some breaking news. What in the wide world of sports is going on here? I think Merrill Reese 
was completely out of line. And if I were you, I would have been like, listen, Colonel Sanders, get back whoa, to whoa. the booth. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. None of the stuff with that. All right. None of that. Mike, 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 to be clear, Meryl not, was not out yeah, of line and also, at all. Yeah, and like, also, all right. like, just like we tell you we will not stand for Brandon Graham slander, we will absolutely not stand for Mel Reese slander. Whoa. So, Mike, I'll get rid of you. So don't just end it and all find right, a different fine. angle right now. I, I will hang up on you right now if you want to get, keep going that way. But but I think it was out of line because I think what you said, okay, Mike. Was, I'm gonna hang up on you. Well, no, no, no he's saying the point. He's not okay, taking a shot at Maryland. Okay. He's talking about the point. Yeah. The the point is like the fact that we are coddling Jalen Hurts and we can't even say Jalen Hurts had a hand in the fact that the Eagles don't trust him to throw the ball and they're hiding him in the game plan now and we can't call that out. And Angelo and Merrill, like they're they're wrong. Like. He's got to be held accountable. And the fact, like, we have to start pointing this out. There's, you can't tell me that the game plan was, oh, these two teams are really bad against the run. We played against teams that were bad against the run. They no longer trust him to throw the ball, so they are hiding him. I see. I don't know. I think it's his. I don't think it's that. I think that they just threw him. They threw way too much with him early on, no, and they, and Nick Sirianni finally realized. Like every fan on the planet told him, run the freaking ball, dude. Well, and you had you in particular two games where it really lined up well to run the ball aggressively in those games. I well, bet you they throw more tomorrow. Yeah, and I bet you they look terrible tomorrow because they're not going to be able to get away with this running nonsense, like because this is the sixth-ranked run defense in the entire NFL. So they're actually going to have to throw it, and you're going to see Jalen Hurts in accuracy, and you're going to see Jalen Hurts step up in the pocket and look at one read and take off, and he's going to get tackled. The Jalen Hurts magic is going to wear off tomorrow. And, And I'm sorry. Just because you can run around, like, doesn't make you a good well, quarterback. Of course not, Mike. Really, of course it not. Makes you a good of course so, like, not. But you can't underrate it. And good call, uh, kind of. You can't. You can't <laughs> underrate it. Like, I, I, I knew what you're saying. Like, yes, you're not going to be a, uh, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league if, if running is far and away your best thing and you can't throw. But you also people talk about it like it's like, oh, he just runs. Like, those are big time plays. Like some of yeah, those big I, third and longs and stuff like that, he converts with his legs. Like, those matter. Those hurt a defense. Those are crippling type things. So, like, yes, he needs to be better as a passer, but I do think that in people going with the oh yes, he stinks, he's got they go too far with that. Like the stuff he can do with his legs and has done with his legs is special and valuable. Well, I think an interesting thing I, I've been thinking about this week, and I'll throw it to you and uh you know, anyone that wants to chime in on it, like I believe that at this point in his career, Jalen's biggest weakness is his consistent accuracy, right? Like you, you just see that the Goddard missed the Smith missed, like, but then he does make nice throws, but just consistently the reason they struggle to move it through the air is because he has not yet shown he can string together like nine, 10, 11 passes in a row over multiple drives that, that are accurate. But what I wonder is even if you put that quarterback in the system in, in this offense, if Jalen's legs losing that would then ah, it's a really expose point. expose yeah. a lot of Sirianni's issues, right? Like or the mm. offensive line issues, because while he is hurting the passing game through the air, I do believe what he's doing with his legs, to your point, big plays, mask up the offensive line and poor play calling to a certain degree. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What do you need to see tomorrow and what it means for the rest of the season? Hurts Sirianni Gannon. Anything else? Is there something else you want to see with this team? We haven't talked a lot about the core of the team, the young guys who are supposed to be a big part of this moving forward, the Mylottas, the Sweats, you know, the Goddards, those type of guys. I need more from them, too. We'll dive into that when we come back as well. I'll tell you this, James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. John Johnson 
Coming up after that, looking ahead to tomorrow's Eagles-Broncos game. A big game, you know, if they're going to keep this season alive. Elliot in Denver right now dealing with the altitude, as he pointed out, a highly trained athlete like himself yes. is is dealing with the, with the, the uh, issues out there. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm in excellent shape. So the <laughs> fact that I'm struggling with it, you know, yesterday there was a, uh, a fans of Philly um, Eagles, you know, fan event. And uh, it was supposed to be on the third floor, but everyone hung on the first floor. And I went at one point to try to walk to the third. And uh, it wasn't easy. I was feeling it quite <laughs> a bit. So if anyone's out in Denver and is listening, I'd be interested to see if you guys are having that same problem. But, I, uh, yeah, I've, I've been absolutely floored by it. Well, let's hope the Eagles are in better shape than you are. 215592. Yes, I would hope so. 94, in general. 94. What do you want to see tomorrow in this Eagles-Broncos game, both for the game tomorrow and what it means Moving forward, let's go back to the phones, go to New Mexico, and talk to our good friend David. Hello, sir. David. Oh, man. Uh, so used to hearing that voice right after. I think this is the first. Yeah. Put David back on hold. Was he there? Was he there? Hold on. Let's check. Oh, hold on. Most just picked him up. That's poor timing by Mosh again. All types uh, of technical all right, We're going to instead go to our – I need a laugh. Give me a laugh, Jack in Santa Barbara, my guy. <laughs> there he is. My dude. My dude. How you doing, Jackie? Hey, producer extraordinaire, you're doing a good job coaching up most. I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> you know, I'm trying here. No, most most can hold his own. We got a most is fantastic. Yeah, most is doing yeah. a great job. I'm, I'm hey, Elliot, um, you need an What's oxygen going on? mask out there. Buddy. I know. <laughs> I feel like it, man. You know, I feel like I'd be making better points if I could talk longer. Maybe that's the real problem here. You know, I'm running well, out of breath. You know, I mean, a good place start is if if the defensive line doesn't get home at sea level what the heck are they gonna do yeah at six thousand well, feet <laughs> yeah i mean look you look at this broncos offensive line and they could be without two other starters just like last week like the chargers were and so instinctually i go well this is a matchup the eagles defensive line should dominate maybe that's why they win but there's been too many times this year where i've said okay i think they'll win because the defensive line will dominate and that doesn't happen so i i don't know if they'll be able to do that against a weak broncos offensive line so the point i wanted to make was about goddard uh because he you know in this dimly lit year for the eagles he's kind of a bright light wouldn't you yeah. guys say so um and and when i went back and looked at at brent Selleck and the unsung hero he was in helping us win the super bowl he started becoming a two-way player later in his career and i think goddard is is on that trail because he blocks Really yeah, well. I actually think he's he's way out in front. I mean, if you hear and and again, you know, I'm not a, uh, I don't I'm not an all twenty two guy or whatever. But if you hear the people who talk about it, particularly Richie, I mean, like they think Goddard is is an exceptional blocker considering where he's and, at. And Richie, and knows. I think that's been on I mean, display he, the last two weeks too in the run game. Well, and and John knows because he does have that expertise mm -hmm. to know what it takes to be a good blocker and how much that helps the quarterback. So I, I, th I think Jalen's best friend is, is Goddard in, in, yeah, in and, both, scheme, and in also throw him to him. I mean, Dallas Goddard and, oh, yeah. and Jackie has always thinks to the call. Great to hear the laugh. I, Dallas Goddard. And I've said this to Elliot. I've said, I'll say it to anyone who listens, like in terms of players watching this season who have most 
uh, in a positive way, most changed my perception mm-hmm. of this, of them. Dallas Goddard is at the top of the list. Like, I came into the season kind of aligned with you, Elliot, being like, you know, I'm good with Ertz being here. Have both guys. Like, it's not like Goddard's amazing. Like, you know, this and that. Dallas Goddard is awesome. Like, that guy's an awesome football player. He's a weapon. They should get him the ball more. I'm all in on resigning him. Like, Dallas Goddard has proven to me that he is he should be a part of the future for this team. Yeah, and, and you say it a lot, and, and I agree with you that this is a team that lacks blue-chip young talent, yeah. right? Like guys where you can say it multiple positions, okay, there, there they are. Goddard's pretty close to that, if not already yeah. one of those Well, players. Richie already says he's a top-five tight end in the NFL, and I don't, I don't know if I'm sure about that, but he's, he's in the discussion. Yeah, well, I think what, what's happened this year, like our hesitation about Goddard, and I'd imagine the Eagles felt this way and, and a lot of uh, you know the, the listeners and the callers, like he had to just show he could do it week after week, right? When you're playing part-time, that's just a lot different than going out there and being the number one tight end, have teams scheme for you. Like uh, the thing Zach did, right? Like Zach was schemed for each week by opposing defenses over multiple years, and he still put up numbers. And Goddard's looking like he can do that. I mean, he the passing game, I mean, really, if you think about it, like he's Jalen and Devontae have played well, but like I would say the majority of Jalen Hurts like good throws in the passing game have come targeting Goddard. Like whether it's on a crossing route or you know he missed him down the field, but yeah, I think Goddard's been uh been very impressive. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Delaware and talk to Akil. Hey Akil, what's going on, James? How thanks been, for taking man? the call. Yeah, thanks for making it, man. Hey, speaking of Goddard. I love him. I think he's uh, one of my favorite players this year as well. But, um, hey, yeah, I think it was 50% on him on that that pass uh, from Jalen last week, man. I mean, to be a great, amazing tight end, you got to go up and get that thing. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't I know if I take I would say like 65-35 more on Hurts. I thought he, yeah. he overthrew him. But I agree. Like, Goddard gave it a good effort, had a chance to get it. But I think it's yeah. more on Jalen. But but I think more the part is like that one, I get the Devontae end zone throw, but that particular throw, like, he got hit. He got popped. He got had a man bad. in his face. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah not but, but, that but, was not an easy throw is my point. I mean, no, no, Goddard was amazing, open. That would have been an amazing throw. And it needed, mm. but it needed an amazing catch because he had so much pressure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but the thing, the thing is, real quick, the reason that was, the reason he got hit was because he released that late. Like Goddard is open earlier than yeah, when Jalen throws it. Yeah, that's a fair. It. He probably should have got rid of it quicker. That's that's fair. Well, I need to see. Uh, I'm with you with uh, with Gannon, James. Uh, I mean, come on, Elliot. We're on a record pace here. How is it not a disaster? I mean, well, because it's, it's a, a record disaster. pace. Into, I mean, it's okay. Well, you watch them, man. Like you watch that. How how passive, yeah. how how easy it is for teams to just get yards on this defense. Like doesn't I mean, that? Like... I've never seen anything like it. Teams don't have to bring their punter to the game. Are you kidding me? I mean, we okay, need but... that ball back. Well, I mean, we would again, not be talking and again, about it. It happened five times. Like it's one thing if like two times you're like, wow, they they really complete eighty five percent of their pass or whatever. Like five yes. times, man. Like at a certain I mean, point, do you look at it and say like this isn't working? Look, and, 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 you, they've lost, and they've lost every single one of those games, too. Correct, yes. correct. And if Jalen would have got that ball back at the end of that game, if Jalen would have got that ball back at the end of that Tampa game, what do you think would have happened? I certainly think, I don't know about Tampa, but but certainly if, if they had gotten the ball back against the Chargers, I think they score. And let me ask you a question, I, Elliot, before you, you, yep. you cut me off. If okay, Jalen was throwing to Mike Williams and Keenan uh, uh, Allen. Allen. What do you think would have been the outcome of that game? I mean, you, you know, I, you I think if you switch Jalen's weapons as well, he doesn't. He's not going to top tier receivers. We got a good guy in Smith, but I mean, 
mean, we're killing the kid. Akil, fantastic call. Keep so, him coming. Yes, good point. Let me answer his last question, then I'd like to make another point. Go for it. Um, one, if you switch quarterbacks in that game, the Eagles win the game and the Chargers lose. Like, I agree with you that ultimately the fact that Justin Herbert gets to throw to those receivers and the tight end and all that helps him, and Jalen's skill players have not been as good. But Justin Herbert wins that game last week if he's on the Eagles, if, you know, and then they, they would win the game. But to go back to, to both your guys' point about the defense – I'm not disputing that against really good quarterbacks, they haven't been great, right? They've been bad in a lot, really, really bad in a lot of those games. But you, what you're doing, though, is you're just throwing away games where they've played well because of that opponent, right? Like, So I think to be a complete disaster, they would have to be getting lit up by the Falcons, by the Panthers, by the Lions. Like, you know, you can say six points against the Lions, like, oh, they're the Lions, they're trash, whatever, and that's true. But, like, the Lions haven't been held under double, under single digits by any other team this year, right? Like the Falcons, who I think right now are a playoff team, if not like right there, they held them to six points. The Panthers, right? Like, yeah, so I mean, again, again, well, hold on, hold on. Against the really good teams, you're right. It's been unimpressive. You but have if you're to looking stop at the, the quarterbacks. Four- what are we talking about here? Like, But yeah, all defenses struggle Jared against good Goff, quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, who has been the worst yes. quarterback in football since then, and Matt Ryan, who just, you know, didn't look great that day and I think looks pretty cooked. But like, what do you mean? You have to, like, beat good quarterbacks. And and Derek Carr, like, it's not like they're all Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Derek Carr, who's a good quarterback, probably top 10, but it's not like you should be giving up 90% of his passes completed. Yeah, but, but well, look, I agree that they have to be better against really good quarterbacks, but it's the really good defenses that are good against those quarterbacks. The Eagles don't again, have a really Elliot, good defense. There, again, there is a— the, you can't just, But you can't just pick and choose which game. No, you, but you, you have to look at the you, full I'm body of work. About, I, the full body of work is they're going to set the record for completion yes. percentage allowed. That's the full body of work. And because of these games, man, like the full body of work, sure, like you could take into account against bad quarterbacks. That's fine. But that doesn't take away from the fact of how historically bad they've been at stopping good quarterbacks. Historic. Yes, and thankfully they don't decide the score of these games by completion percentage. They've lost right? all those like, games. They've lost all I know, those games. I'm not. Thank I'm goodness, not saying they lost them. Okay, like, what go are ahead, we talking go ahead, about? Go ahead. No, but what are we talking about? You're you're talking about thank goodness they, don't, they did in that game. They've lost all of the games that they've allowed the high completion percentage. They lose every one. Yes, and they've not been good against these great quarterbacks. We're on the same page with that. But what I think you're doing in the last caller and some people are doing is you're throwing away the positives of the defense. You are. Like you said, oh, the two stops. Dude, they beat Jared Goff. They beat Sam Darnold. Like, no, yes, I'm throwing that away. That means nothing to me. That's where it's at. That's fine. It means nothing that you beat Jared Goff. I know. I can tell. Go ahead. It doesn't. And it shouldn't mean something to you. Like, what does that matter? You beat Jared Goff. Yay. Beat a real quarterback. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down this? What do you need to see tomorrow? Jonathan Gannon, I need to see you be better. That's where this we're talking about right now. I need to see you not be a sieve as a defensive coordinator to do something, to actually have a pulse on the sideline. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. Let me remind you that one of the things I love most about my Park Sportsbook app, our Park Sportsbook app, is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when it comes to betting. They offer so much action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game so much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who's going to score the touchdowns and hoops. You can bet on points, rebounds, assists, hockey, bet on goal scores. Plus, with the live in-game betting, you can wildly popular same-game parlays, which are a blast. The same-game parlays are so much 
fun. The Park Sportsbook app is custom made for you. And that's why it's the only one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And like I always say, we're watching these games anyway. It's so much more fun to be invested. And when you have a few bucks on the game, guess what? You're invested. It's just a way more fun way to watch the game. And, and you can win a little cash to boot. And here's the deal. Sign up right now. Make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching. Or bet on any game. Download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website has all the details and conditions. Terms and conditions. Give me some respect right now. Jim, James, Jimothy. Elliot. Elliot. Presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer with you. Moshe Kravitz buying the glass, taking it till three. John Johnson coming up next, talking a little Eagles, Broncos tomorrow, what you're looking for. Get a little. I, uh, Jonathan Gannon and I, I have no filter. I, I get so heated when I talk about this guy, Elliot. I, I am so angry that he's the Eagles defensive coordinator. That's my current position on Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this show for a few years now, and no one gets you worked up the way he does. So there's, <laughs> well, one, one uh, there's, there's no debating him with you. Yeah, but there have been a few others over the years who get me that worked up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Howie's been up there, but yeah. I got to say, when it comes to just pure anger, Gannon, Gannon does it well, for you. Again, you know, it, it, when when you do nothing to confuse the quarterback, do nothing to disguise the defense, do nothing, especially when you're facing Justin Herbert, who just faced the Patriots, and Bill Belichick laid out what to do. He's like, here, Jonathan Gannon. Look at what I did. Look at how I confused this kid. Look at how I took him off his spot. Look at how I made him feel uncomfortable. And you do none of it. So, yeah, not super impressed with Jonathan Gannon. Well, I don't know if the Eagles have the Patriots personnel. But, yes, go go ahead. I mean, it's not like the Patriots are a juggernaut defense. The point is, is, no, is do not. something. Do something to confuse yeah. him. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on this team heading into an important game tomorrow? You know, whether or not you believe this team has a chance to make the playoffs, I don't. They – factually do if they win the game tomorrow they're in it for whatever that's worth Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. i'm gonna get elliot's thoughts on the halfway point of the season where he's at with this team and you know a lot of what we're talking about uh first let's go to florida and talk to our buddy jacory hey jacory hey guys how you guys doing what up jacory good man um yeah you're right elliot we don't have the pitches personnel um like you guys are saying we're goddard on the defense we don't have a blue chip talent like our closest blue chip talent was who could it be? I guess Slay, Slay and Hargrave are the two I would say, and and you know even yeah. then, Hargrave. Well, I was the saying, earlier this season certainly was the last few games has not looked like right. I was saying more of a young guy standpoint. Oh, there's none. Like, yeah, there's none. Yeah, on the, well, side the closest one is probably what Josh Sweat. But he hasn't really done anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. Milton Williams has potential, but I don't think I mean, he's. We're talking he's blue not, chips. Uh, no, yeah, 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 there is no one right. Yeah. Now. But, um, and, and that's but, yeah, what happens, wanna... as we've talked about, Jacoby, that's what happens when you don't use high draft picks on defensive players, you know? <laughs> Derek, Barnett, yeah. Derek Barnett is the only first-round pick they've used. Since Derek Barnett, they've not used a first-round pick on a defender. They haven't used a second-round pick right. on a defender. That's crazy. Right, and, I, and it's a shame, too, um, because I feel like what these offensive coordinators tell these quarterbacks going against our defense, look, we don't have to beat them deep. Just hand the ball off. Take what they the give you because they're going to give you something. That's what it right, is. Right, right. Um, but back with Jalen Hurts, I feel like he is limited. Um, I feel like sometimes I don't. he doesn't trust himself staying in the pocket and making throws. Like, I look on film, 
at the All-22, Nick Sirianni is scheming guys open. Sometimes Rager's open. Quez Watkins is going down the field, and sometimes he's quick to bail out. And I'm just wishing they'd just bang that out of his head, just stay in the pocket and trust yourself and make that throw, and sometimes he won't. And that's what I think why the front office has wonder and eyes looking at all these uh, college quarterbacks and even some of these veterans that might be available and um, during the offseason. But lastly, I had this thought in my head earlier this morning with the whole OB, o, um, Odell going to the Rams thing. Like I thought we can at least give up a third-round pick to the Rams for Van Jefferson, but Robert Woods just went down, so he's going to be out for the And the, tra- the, the trade year. deadline's passed anyway. No, no, no. I was saying in the offseason, but he's going to be out for the offseason too. And oh, they I might got you. Are, Odell, look at so. you, Jacory. Already looking at it. And, and good call. I, look, I, I, I'm not there yet. I, I definitely do think the Eagles need help at receiver. I think Jalen Rager is a bust. I have no problem saying that. I expect zero from him moving into the future. They, You know, Elliot, you brought this up a lot, and you brought up this season from a veteran wide receiver perspective, but obviously we're kind of past that moment. You know, going into the next offseason, because I don't think a lot of people after drafting Devontae Smith and – particularly with the defense and how many holes there are there. Like, would you still put receiver up there as, as a, as a really big need for this team? Yeah, I would. I mean, I think the guy to keep an eye on, if you want to talk specific names is Mike Williams from the chargers. He is a free agent. Now, whether they'll franchise him or, you know, I think they'll try to retain him. So he might not hit the open market, but Mike Williams, I think would be the perfect receiver for this team. A he's, great compliment to Smith too. He, yeah. Well, great compliment to Smith. He's young enough where, you know, he's not a one or two year rental. Like he can be a really good player for you for three, four five years. Um, he has experience with Nick Sirianni and, and back to the complimenting Smith thing. Like, this team lacks a big bodied wide receiver. Yeah. Like Goddard is in some ways that guy, but, but yeah, he's, he's ultimately a tight end, a tight end yeah. right? So, so like you look at their big body receivers and they just flat out don't have one. Like JJ Arcega Whiteside, once again, is, is literally not doing anything on the offensive side of the ball. And all their receivers are really small. Like Rager, for whatever you think of him, Rager is not a big body receiver. Like Devontae, not obviously not a big body receiver. Quez, speed guy. Like, so they don't have a big body guy. And I think Mike Williams, like, Adding him to this offense would really help the passing game. So, yeah, I definitely think a veteran receiver is near the top of the list. I mean, if you take quarterback out of it, because that's obviously a whole complicated question yeah, it's a on whole, its own. It's like, own discussion, exactly. Yeah, like pass rusher is probably number one just because they need they need to redo this defensive end position. But I, I can't think of many positions. Linebackers up Linebacker, there. Linebacker, especially if you're going to keep Gannon and Sirianni and keep this scheme, like – that you have to, as much as I know it philosophically as an organization, you don't you don't pay for linebackers, you don't draft linebackers. Like, well, guess what? You got a scheme where you need linebackers. Like, sorry, like they, you need someone who can make plays out there. So I'm with you. Like, they, I think that oddly enough, if if the coaching staff stays, I think they have to do something about prioritizing linebacker, right? Yeah. So I would say linebackers, you know, and then receiver. I agree with everything you just said. You could argue receiver just because it's the offensive side of the ball, but like they're they're right there with it. So I think receiver. Despite which, you know, and this is a check against Howie, despite the fact they've invested a lot of resources in that position, it's still you still have to find better receivers. So, um, yeah, I think receivers definitely a position they need to address this offseason. All right, let's go back to him. He's back. The man with the voice in New Mexico. Hello, David. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? There it is. There it What's is. up, man? Uh, I was going to go to Denver and watch that game, but I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad things didn't work out. I'd rather watch it here and be mad so I can cuss at the TV instead of <laughs> myself in public. Yeah, I get that, but uh, I get it. I had a friend of mine who was talking to you the other day. He said, 
that the reason why the Eagles lost that game is because of the pass that Jalen missed to Dallas Goddard. And I mm-hmm. looked at him straight in the face and said, you cannot be an Eagle fan and be that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who thinks that Jalen Hurts lost that game is just a hater, okay? Well, why, why, ball back. why? If Jalen gets that, if Jalen Hurts gets that ball back with six minutes left to go in the game, he goes down and he scores a touchdown. They win that game. So I, I agree with you on that. I agree with it. you, but you can't you can't just take away the first whatever minutes of of the of the rest of the game, right? Okay, yeah, you're right. The the defense, hold on, okay, hold, wait, on. Hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The defense should have got a stop with six minutes. I agree with you on that. If they get the ball back. Yes, he. I think they probably win that game. They had the momentum, and Jalen was playing well. But also, what we thing. know happened was he missed Goddard on what could have been a touchdown, and he definitely missed Smith on he a touchdown. Two throws. Those, Every quarterback misses throws unless they're playing but the But those, those are huge throws. throws. Those you know what? Elite, elite tight ends come down with that. Okay? Elite, elite tight ends yes. come down Yes, it was a very that. tough catch, okay. but yes. It was a tough catch, but, it was, but you know, hey, I, I played receiver. My coach always says, ball hits your hands, you should catch it. So mm-hmm. and that's basically and that's basically you know, the, the the fact of it. But I think Jalen is right where he needs to be. I think he's being hampered by this offense and this play calling and whatnot. But I, I have to give Jalen another year if this thing doesn't work out. Especially because the season is still salvageable. Even at three and six, we we still have a chance if they can get yeah. on a winning streak. We're back in it, which is to me is incredible. With it's un- David, it's unbelievable. He, it's hard to believe. It is unbelievable, but that's the NFL. It is. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. No, you're right. Now, here's the thing. Gannon pisses me off. I mean, just Elliot, I'm with you. James, I'm definitely with you, dude. I am, I am a trash can away from throwing this guy out. How he has not been assassinated is beyond me. Whoa, but I'm telling whoa, you, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, no, I'm talking about in the media. Metaphorically, yes, okay. <laughs> but I just think that if, they, if this defense comes to play, they got a shot. Yeah. And like I said last week, that last week's game is Jalen's. Well, this one's Jalen's too. So um, yeah. uh, no, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, I'm putting the best foot forward. I believe in this kid, and I know the team believes in him, and that's basically all you need right now. Well, but yeah, as far and, as the coaches go. But David, why was Howie, Howie was in Pittsburgh? Yeah, well, Howie and David, thanks for the call. Howie was scouting the uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, the Pittsburgh quarterback. You know how he's out and there. And Sam scouting. Howe was there, right? Yeah, and Sam right, Howe as well. Yeah, yeah. So they are, uh, they're, they're doing their due diligence. We know that is not a, they're not disguising their, their belief that they are still out there in the quarterback market. And look, they, they should be. As much as I like Jalen Hurts, and, and I am with David in the sense that he's got a lot of good things to offer. And I think sometimes we get a little too far with these. Clearly not the guy. But look, if I had to bet my life, is Jalen Hurts going to be a top 10, top 12, you know, win you games, win you championships type quarterback in the NFL? I would not bet my life on that, you know? Yeah, and I'm I'm with you guys as well on that. Like, if, if it was my decision right now, my decision would be bring Jalen back next year. I me like too. him better than and the quarterbacks too. in the draft. Yep. And honestly, I'm not super into the idea of trading three first-round picks for a quarterback. Like, I understand if it's Russell Wilson. Like, yes, on the surface, yeah, you do that because it's Russell Wilson. I'm just not very into the idea of giving up that much draft capital into one player. So as of now, Particularly I would bring when you, what, Like we just talked about, when you have a defense that has no blue-chip young talent, like in that spot too. Right. It's another reason why you need you, – there, there are other holes on this team too. Right. And, yes, where I just disagree with you and David is I, I, I do believe those two throws were absolutely huge in them losing that game. I know they're only two throws and a quarterback can't be expected to hit every one, but 
Those are clear examples of like if he delivers easy throws. Those weren't hard throws. Those well, were the, easy the throws. Dallas Goddard throw. If he throws it earlier, it could be easy throw. But the you know the situation it wasn't an easy throw. I would say, but I get it. Yeah, I, yeah, but it, it, those I two just throws are completed. Again, I, I think, think they the win the key game. Key point, like we pointed out before, though, is if if he gets the ball back, I think they score. And it's hard to blame him for a game where where they move the ball and the defense didn't get stops. Let's go to Newtown and talk to Luke. Hey, Luke. What's going on, guys? What's up, Luke? Thanks, man. That's awesome. We appreciate it. What's on your mind cool. today, pal? Yeah, just uh, wanted to say about the rest of the schedule. I think even beyond this being a Jalen game, I think the rest of the year just like shapes up to be just given like see if Jalen can step up because I know we went, you guys went through the list of quarterbacks they played, but going forward would you rather have an opposing quarterback in any of the games this rest of the season i mean other than Dak, if he plays no that's a really good point like would you you know i I think you could argue you know bridgewater right now versus hurts right now i think there are probably some people who take bridgewater but certainly not moving forward you know daniel jones i wouldn't take over mike white i I think daniel jones is a bit of a debate but i would probably take hurts but i think it's a debate yeah it's that's a possible but i mean in I guess for the game this year, you could say that. But even looking forward, do you think Daniel Jones has any more like upward potential than Jalen? I definitely would say no. I, mean, I would say no. For Elliot likes Daniel Jones more than less. I do, so I'm I'm with you. I Luke, you and I are a hundred percent on the same page. Yeah, but no, I, I, just, I would take I would take Jalen over Zach Wilson like easily. I would definitely take him over sure. there. Daniel's the only one that I would consider. Yeah, and that's even just for this season. But even going forward, I mean. I'm right there with you guys as far as the quarterbacks in the draft, like using those picks. Don't on a force it. It's just Don't like, force exactly. It. Yes. No, it's, there's so much more to the team that has to get fixed. I mean, you guys were saying the defensive end, I'd say every defensive position they could use an upgrade basically. So, I mean, shapes up pretty yeah, well. I, but I, no, I think but- when you're picking in the top 15, 20 or wherever they're going to be, you just pick the best player available. I understand that exactly. there are needs you can address, but this team is not good enough where they're, where you don't draft a certain position besides yeah. maybe tight end. I was going to say, where, or, or like offensive line, you probably don't yeah. get your first pick there, but I agree with you right. holistically. Yeah, that would be that would be a good one. Yeah, no, but even for this week specifically, I just think you look at the Denver roster, and I think, we, I think El, or James, maybe you said that they have more talent on their roster than Broncos do than the Eagles. I just, I mean, I don't see it. Like, who on the Broncos are we really scared well, of going Well, I mean, I think game? their wide like, receivers are legit. I mean, Jerry, Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick have been, like, really good this year for those yeah. guys. Javante Williams is, is uh, you know, hasn't gotten a ton of opportunity, but when he has, he looked really good last week. I agree. Like, I think it's a similar-ish roster. I'm not saying, like, wow, they're so much better. I just think, you know, if you go man by man, it, they're probably a little bit more talented across the board, but, yeah. but it's certainly similar. No, I'm with you. No, I think I'll just – this last point, but I just was, think it's funny. Looking at the AFC West, they're going to end up being like one-point dogs to three of the teams I know. other than the Chiefs. It's so strange. So, I mean, and like, this one in Denver. Like, know, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Five, all teams, five and four, like yeah. solid rosters. 
I mean, like, let's be honest. That win that Denver had last week is light years better than any win the Eagles have had this season, considering the opponent. Like, light years. (laughs) Light years better than they've had in the last. Yeah, in the last two years. years. Yeah, you're right. Luke, great (laughs) call, man. Keep calling us more, man. This was awesome. Thanks for listening. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, it is one of those things where I think, like, look, Denver is not some juggernaut or whatever, but they are five and four. They are at home with a big time home field advantage. And they are have been better than the Eagles this year. That is inarguable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like we were talking about with the schedule. Like, three weeks ago when we talked, I'm sure I said it. Like, okay, the Denver win. Like, that's a game you feel good about, right? But as these games creep closer, like, things change. Like, the schedule looks different. But Denver has talent to whether or not they have more talent than the Eagles. I probably would agree with you where I might I might lean Denver, but I, I think it's at least debatable. But, yeah, I mean, on paper, like – their, their defense is, is elite, so they, they have an elite unit. The Eagles don't have an elite unit. And the Eagles' offense, like, has been better than the Broncos' offense, but not, like, considerably. Yeah. I mean, they're, like, kind of in the well, same the class. the Broncos so. certainly have better skill position players. The Eagles have a better line, and, you know, it kind of shakes out that way. 215 Let's go to Westchester and talk to my buddy Enzo. Yozo. Yo, James, you mind coming right back to me? Sure, Enzo. No problem. You don't get that. Power too. move by Enzo. It there. is a power move. Let's go to Chester and talk to my buddy Dave, one buddy to the other. David! What's going on, Jimmy? Do you want me to Elliot? put you back on hold or are you good? You're good? Nah, I'm okay, solid, cool, cool, man. cool, 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 cool. All right, so there's been this narrative all week. You know, I try to call, man. I just can't get through all the time. There's been this narrative for weeks now that we don't have the players. How do we know this if we don't try? They didn't think they had the players to run the damn ball, but they've been doing pretty good at that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Look. For years, we watched Jalen Mills get scorched every game, but they still continue to press. They still continue to give different looks. What do you mean we don't have the personnel? Why are they in the NFL? I don't get it. I agree. So the Eagles did try to blitz against Herbert, for what it's worth. They blitzed, I think, about 30% of his dropbacks. But drop they don't back. disguise so they... things. They're not making it difficult for a no, quarterback. No, he was saying, why aren't di- they trying? I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I'm adding to your I'm... point. Yes, they blitzed, yeah. but it wasn't, obviously, clearly wasn't effective. And also, no. like, they're yep. not doing things to confuse quarterbacks. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say, James. Like, the, what you see at the line of scrimmage is what you get after the ball snapped. There ain't nothing moving. The only thing that's moving is them following the players on the field. I mean, I I, I don't understand why he doesn't at least try to do something. And I've heard this since I was a kid. If a coach listens to the fans, he ends up with the fans. Why ain't Sirianni with us? I mean, mean, what's going on here? Y'all have a great day, man. Dave, always a pleasure, (laughs) man. And you're not wrong. I'd be curious to know, um, just because I I agree with, with your point, like, the blitzes are not effective, right? So, like, I, I think he is trying to do it, but you're right that they're not effective, and that falls on him from, like, a design standpoint, how he's doing it, disguising it, all that. I would just be interested to know if he's not doing it because uh, because he doesn't know how, you know, to for sure. layman terms. Like, is he not capable of it? Or if he just does not believe, believe the, the personnel plan. Yeah, can do I, it. Yeah, I don't know, and it's a fascinating question. Either way, he's got to try more and and – Look, again, I'm not an uh, all-22 expert, but there are enough people who are, whether it's the Shields or the Richies or these people who know how to watch his film and stuff who say this guy is doing nothing to, to make this confusing for quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So you need yeah, to like yep. find ways to, to, to change it up, again, especially after the results have been so poor. All right, it's time to get to Elliott's player to watch for tomorrow's game, brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner, of the Philadelphia Eagles, Toyota, let's go places, let's go Eagles. Elliot, who is your player to watch for tomorrow? I think I think I know. I think I can guess. <laughs> well, look, I, it, it is Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go a bit of a different way with it just because right, we yeah, talked about Jalen. I like this. Give us another player to watch. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go with Quez Watkins. If, if you, We've talked today about how the Broncos' passing defense is the weak point of their unit. They've given up seven passes this year of 40-plus yards. That's tied for fourth most in the league. So you can beat them deep, and that's without Patrick Sir- Patrick Sertain's not playing now, right? That's been happening with him in the lineup. At least he's questionable. I'm a, I, it, it seems like everything they say is he's likely not going to play. I don't think it's yeah. a lock he doesn't, but it doesn't look like he's going to play. Right, So, and even if he does, they give up plays deep. So Quez Watkins, I think, although his production has not been there, we've seen he's capable of beating teams deep. Sirianni loves to try to throw it to him deep. For some reason, they always try when he's in the end zone or when Jalen's in the end zone. But um, yeah, I think Quez Watkins is a player to watch. I think they should try to get deep on this Broncos defense. And also, if they're able to run the ball, like play action. Like this, this Broncos totally. defense probably is coming in and- thinking they're going to try to run it. It set up, sets up perfectly for play action. I think Quez Watkins is a player to do that with. And I think he's a player to watch. And I don't know, you know, maybe run the ball with Quez. Like, do do some of the stuff you do with Rager with Quez, too. Like, did you know that Quez has zero carries this year? Zero? They've, yeah. They've, they've yet I think to he's more that. elusive than Jalen. Me, too. I think he's faster yeah. and more elusive. So, uh, so do some of that stuff, too. Like, game plan this guy. Like, make him a, a purposeful focal point of the offense. Because guess what? You got, like, three guys in Goddard, Smith, and Quez who I feel at all okay about in terms of that part of the game. Like, maybe get the guy the ball more. That is Elliot's Player to Watch, brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers. Uh, two more segments to go. J- John Johnson coming up after that. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks in Denver right now, and hopefully the Eagles can get out of Denver with a W. That would be fun. Two one five five nine two. 94-94, let's go back to the phones and go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tom. Hello, guys. How you doing? What's going on, Tom? Elliot, I'm glad you made it back on the line. Uh, James just showed what a pro he is, just flowing along without you for a few minutes there. Just an absolute go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy you came back, too. Yeah, that's right. So a very brief comment. The uh, my issue uh, earlier this week was actually not with the the famous and beloved Merrill. It was actually more with Angelo, who made, in my opinion, made things personal, and I didn't like that. So I felt as though it, I was a member of the Short Parks family, and I was sitting there with his, Elliot's mom because I just wanted to uh, reach out <laughs> throttle Angelo. Yeah, look, so, I I, oh, I have. I'm happy to work with Meryl and Angelo. The best part of this job is everybody disagrees about things. So I appreciate the words, Tom's Tom, I should say, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all good in my book. And, and along me. those lines, Tom, I actually finally, for the first time, got to meet the famed yes, mama short she did. and she is he fantastic. Did. And it was very cool. So she, you're, you're lucky to be sitting with her. I'll <laughs> say that. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And I'm not surprised at all. So I agree with Elliot that it's a, so this is the second week in a row. You know, it's nice to be able to agree with Elliot because I've disagreed with him so much this season and I've had wow. to, you know, rely on his intangibles. to. Uh, <laughs> well done. Nicely played. So, yeah, for me, Gannon's sort of, he's almost a lost cause already. And there is the factor of the, the players not being that great. So I'm trying to focus on Sirianni, uh, who's the head coach, and Hurts. And in this case, Sirianni appears to be getting better. But Jalen, we really want to see what happens with him. And I'd like to point out a couple of things. Uh, in PFF, we, I was really surprised. I don't know if you guys heard this on 
like there's one of those PFF guys was on uh, Joe's show. Uh, Julia. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Julia, like uh, about a week ago. And the guy loves Hertz. I was really surprised. So yeah, I do wonder if Hertz. I mean, his PFF grades have been really good this season, right? I mean, for the mo- better. I think I think PFF has had a higher view of Jalen Hurts than than any other national outlet has, and certainly I think than a lot of people in Philly have. Yeah, I, I so think that couple... just naturally. So, yeah, sorry, ahead, I think just just naturally, and I think we're all we're all guilty of this. The situation Jalen's in and how close we are to it, it's almost sometimes I think impossible to like judge him through a lens that someone outside the city can because we know the pressure he's under. We watch every snap repeatedly. Whereas I think, you know, when you actually take a, you know, a thousand point foot view of it or whatever that expression is 30, like 30,000. Yeah. That, that's probably a more better height to, uh, to look from. <laughs> but uh, I do look again, like his numbers are not bad and he does stack up favorably to other quarterbacks. So yeah, I, he's a very interesting quarterback to debate. Okay, so a couple more points. I'm going to try and get through them fast because I know you've got other callers and stuff to talk about. So uh, I also looked at Football Outsiders, and he's ranked at 19th by Football Outsiders. But that's ahead of Big Ben, Burrow, Fields, and even Elliot's boy, Daniel Jones. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's one fun one. Then the the last point I want to make was the uh, the Broncos – they're, they're okay, but they're not a run defense juggernaut. They're ranked ninth by PFF. The Eagles' pass rush is ranked seventh. And if you look at DVOA, and I was looking at those, so DVOA for people who don't do that, uh, who don't know that, football it, uh, they take into account the yeah. context. Yeah, right? it is a, a stat of how good a team is across the board, everything, context, everything put into it. Right, right. And I think that that's important because they're taking into account that context. So when they do that, the Eagles and the Broncos are really similar in the sense that their offense is about the same and their defense is about the same, but there seems to be a huge difference in the red zone where the Broncos offense is uh, ranked 21st. The Eagles defense in the red zone, this is in the red zone, is ranked 21st, so they're equal. But in the, for the Eagles, the Eagles offense is ranked 5th in the red zone and the Broncos offense, uh, defense is ranked 23rd. So I'm really yeah. curious to see what happens in the red zone in the game tomorrow. Tommy, and sorry for all the stats. No, this is great. You're like a stat machine today. Thanks I always, always learn something call. when Tom calls. I mean, that was yeah. a, a bevy of stats. So what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, look, I think the red zone numbers Eagles are putting up is a good sign for Sirianni. I think play calling in the red zone, and Hertz has a lot to do with this too. He's been good in the red zone. But I do think red zone is really a lot of like personnel versus personnel, play caller versus play caller because it's such a tight space there. So I think the fact that they've been so good in the red zone is a good sign for Sirianni and, and the Hertz duo. Um, I mean, look, he said he thought the Eagles defense was basically just as good as the Broncos. I don't know if you want to address that, James. I, I would probably just dis- I think I would disagree with yeah, that. I the would Broncos flat yeah. out disagree. I, with I had a feeling you yeah. would. Yeah, uh, well, so. obviously I'm going to. And again, like to the point, I think that the numbers don't tell the story with this Eagles defense. Yeah, they're hard to watch. I, they are hard to watch against really good quarterbacks. The only thing I'm saying is you can't completely just dis- diminish the games where they've been good like. 
You yeah, can. You can. It was Jared Goff. Well, you Sam can, Donald but I don't think it's fair. Ryan. Yeah, well, that that we disagree on that. I think it's incredibly fair. I think Jared. Well, they Goff- held they held Matt Ryan. Yeah, okay. They held Matt Ryan to six points last week. He put up twenty seven. Yeah, like, the Falcons week one. Like- the Falcons look completely okay. discombobulated. They their offenses look much better than it did in week one. Like I don't know. I, I just I'm not. I I can only tell you what I what I think, and I have not been impressed with the Eagles defense. Like it is what it is. Yeah, and I I have not been impressed either. I'm just I gave him a C minus right when we did our and report I gave card him this week F. on the pod. Right. So that's the difference i'm not at an a i'm not at a b i'm not even at a high c i just think you go you're going a little too far with an f and you probably think i'm being a little too fair with the c minus but we're on the same page of the defense has been an issue this season all right let's see if he needs to go back on hold or if he's ready Enzo, you good to go buddy i am good gene good. And i apologize good. for that all good pal what's on your <laughs> mind brother Dude, ellie just I, I what was on my mind i lost it all because ellie gave us a c minus and that means that you saw an F. Give me another defense that's been worse than this one in the past 10, 15 years. Well, they're they're 20th in the league right now in points per game. So Forget about stats, Elliot. I'm talking about what, what you're watching, dude. What you're, well, have I, you watched others. all 31 other defenses for all nine games? Oh, I'm talking about us. I'm talking Eagles, about an Eagles defense. Oh, an Eagles defense. Year, well, watching the Eagles defense with your eyes, how do you give yeah. them a C-? minus? Because, again, and this is where I seem to disagree with people, I'm not just throwing away the games they played good in because they played bad teams. Because I think by that same logic, you could then grade them on a curve against really good offenses, right? So again, a C minus is not a great grade. But if you're going to say, oh yeah, it was Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, then I also think you need to give context of it was Patrick Mahomes, it was Dak Prescott, it was Justin Herbert. Like that that also matters. All right, we agree to disagree. I got to get to my two points. <laughs> I know, I've been hearing that a uh, lot this Jalen first. We do, we agree to disagree on that one, brother. Um... <laughs> Jalen, I don't understand why everyone's so hard on him. I just don't get it because I don't know any other quarterback that Philly has had in the past, in my time watching the Eagles growing up as a Birds fan all my life, that the first year, 16 games, were done. And we said, man, he's awesome. His accuracy's there. Everything's there. I can't remember a quarterback that had it all the first year. Donovan didn't yeah. have everything. Yeah, I agree. Look, J- Jalen – Jalen, uh, I agree. He doesn't have everything yet, and he's still early on his career. That's why I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying that uh, he should be expected to throw them to a win tomorrow. I would just like to see it. I, it's one of the boxes he needs to check off. Oh yeah, we would all love to see it. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. <laughs> I, I don't see I don't see it happening tomorrow though. But it would be mm-hmm. awesome to see Elliot. What I need to see out tomorrow though is I need to see Nick. I need to see Nick take control of this game as a true coach. If, if for me to have any confidence in Nick as a coach moving forward, I need to see it the last half of the season, starting with tomorrow's game. I need to see this yeah. last half stretch of him showing who he is and what he is about on the field, not after in the press conference and talking all this nonsense. Show it on the field. Rip the defensive coordinator. Rip whoever you need to rip, but do it on the field. Make it happen in the game. Make it happen where it counts, not after the game. Yeah, and yeah, so be, great it'll... point, and I'm with you, Elliot, in the sense of, like, we're ripping Gannon and stuff like that, but, you know, Sirianni is the head coach of the football team. He has to be able to keep saying, oh, this is unacceptable, but he needs to be able to get Jonathan Gannon to change. Like, if, if Gannon's not going to do it on his own, then, then it goes up the ladder. Yeah, and I think that uh, the main issue, and you brought this up and I agree, is that when they blitz, they've not been effective. And that that's because he's not disguising well, he's not scheming it up well, like that's a, that's a possibility. I think that in terms of what Sirianni can do, like I do believe the defense has become more aggressive, and I would imagine Sirianni is a part of that. But ultimately, 
you guys are both right. He's the head coach, and he said this. Like, his name falls on that defense as well. So I don't think he just gets, you know, complete uh, – you know, he deserves blame as well for the defense when they've struggled. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my pal, Neil. Hey, Neil. Seltzer, always a pleasure to speak with you. How are we doing today? Good, buddy. What's on your mind today, pal? Elliot, nice to talk to you as well. Um, Good to hear from I, you, Neil. I don't, know, I don't know what the Angelo thing was, but I hope – I don't know what it was, but listen, I disagree with you about – 83% of the time, but you're good people. That's all that matters. So. I, I, you too. Yeah, no, I you know, too. it was nothing personal with D'Angelo. Angelo just disagreed with Elliot's sports takes and vice versa. And, and well, we, we're well, all good. Longer. We're well, all good. Exactly. Everybody does. We're all good. Anyway, um, Everyone's good. First, okay, a couple side things. Number one, Daniel Jones stinks. He fumbles too much. He throws too many picks. Yes, he has a bad offensive line. He's a terrible decision maker. The thing he does well is run. He'll he He's just not he's not a starting quarterback he's not that good let's get uh now Jalen Hurts I have thought about this for a while and I've watched every Bills game for about 15 years he is the second coming of Tyrod Taylor he's a guy with all the intangibles has all the leadership can run doesn't throw a lot of picks doesn't throw doesn't fumble the ball a lot he's not going to win you games but he's not going to lose them for you he is this generation's Tyrod Taylor and that's where I see him as a quarterback. Now, if you can accept that, excuse me, if you can accept that, then, and, and then again, he has to have a system around him, good running game for play action, good defense. If you can accept that, you can win with him, but you're not going to necessarily win because of him. So he's, he's a slightly better game manager who can run. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'd rather have a guy throw, you know, 20 touchdowns and three picks as opposed to, 30 touchdowns and 25 picks. Agree. But that's kind of where I see the ceiling for, for Jalen Hurts is a version of Tyrod Taylor. Um, as far as the defense goes, Jonathan Gannon is coaching like this is the 2016-2017 Super Bowl uh, Eagles where he simply thinks he could rush the front four and they're going to be so dominant that it'll mask the weaknesses in the linebackers and in the secondary. And I just think – and I don't think it's a, well, a, a real it, mystery. It's all, I agree with you there, Neil, but also the issue is without pressing, the guys don't have time to get to the quarterback because they're completing all these short passes. Like, not only is he relying on the front four to get there, but he's not giving the front four enough of a chance to actually get there because these cornerbacks are playing so far off. Well, we don't have great corners. I mean, Darius Slay to me is overpaid and underperforming. I think Slay's pretty um, good. You, you, you know, there are a lot of flaws and a lot of issues – in the secondary, and look, our front four has been decent, but it, and the thing is, if we don't get to the quarterback, however we get to the quarterback, if we don't get to the quarterback, we, we, we're going to have 30 points a game because we don't have the back seven that can compensate. In the draft, you know, people talk about the draft. I mean, we need, I think, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame is the perfect player we need. A guy at the chess piece, like Jalen, uh, like um, uh, Jamal Adams, you can move him around in the box. Play yeah, they, that's the kind of thing we. No, Neil, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I appreciate the call. We're up against it. Look, I, 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 I they need defensive talent. <laughs> whether it's Kyle Hamilton, yes. whether it's Thibodeau, whether it's you know, like they need impact players on defense, and and there's no question about that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually disagree that the defensive line's been decent. I think they've they've been a disappointment. I think they've this underperformed. Year. And and yeah. Huda, I mean, the loss of Brandon Graham, like that should hurt. It should not hurt as much as it has hurt. You know, it is really yeah. you. We talked a lot going into the season about the depth there and how you know if you're going to look at spots on the team where they could weather some injuries. We like the two lines, the O line has done a nice job of weathering injuries and sliding guys in and out and all that. The D line has not. And really, Graham yeah, had a big injury too. Josh Sweat, 
probably not had the season you would have hoped him to have. Derek Barnett does get pressure, but like ultimately he's not getting sacks. Uh, Fletcher Cox, his numbers are not good. So yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to point to a single player outside of maybe Javon Har- obviously outside of Javon Hargrave that's had a good year on the defensive line. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go. John Johnson coming up after that. Let me remind you again that one of the things I love most about our Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking the teams and the games when you place your bets. They offer lots of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who's going to score the touchdowns and hoops. You can bet on points, rebounds, assists, and hockey, bet on goal scorers, and so much more plus with the live in-game betting which is a wild ride and the wildly popular same game parlays which are about as fun as it gets the park sportsbook app is custom made for you and that's why it's the only one that we here at go birds recommend and like i say every time and i'll continue to say it's just more fun to watch these games when you got some action on it you are invested in it in a way that you just can't You just can't compare it. It makes it so much more fun. And here's the deal. If you sign up now and make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching or bet on any game, download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app, the website, has all the terms and conditions. Final segment for us, Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. John Johnson, gotcha after that. Stay tuned, of course, for John. I'm sure he'll be talking some Eagles and whatever else is going on in Philadelphia sports. We'll get back to the phones in a second, but Elliot, first, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, so yesterday was my dad's birthday. So, uh, Tom, Tom, yeah, I know, right? Tom brought up uh, my mom earlier, so I guess it's just my parents' day today on the uh, show, but... <laughs> Wanted to give a shout out to my dad. Happy birthday yesterday. But I'm very lucky lucky to have him as a dad. He, I would not be where I was today without him. He's a very ki- caring, smart man, and, and I'm happy to have him as my dad. Oh, so, awesome. so happy birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. Mr. Parks. That is very, very cool. And uh, and uh, Hopefully Jonathan Gannon can have a good uh, defensive <laughs> game for, for him tomorrow. So, you know, my, yes. I don't cast as much yes. heat this week. Yes. But, uh well, yes. I, I, I don't know your dad, and I look forward to meeting him uh, at some point in the future, hopefully the, the near future. But uh, from everything I've heard about him, I think he'll be on my side in the Beatles Queen debate. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. Yes. About your father. Yes. Uh, He's definitely on the Beatles side. Yeah, I mean, my brother's buddy. name is Jude. He I grew up part, partially That's in England. That's why I so. said it. Yes. So. yes Happy yes, birthday, yes. Mr. Parks. Very, very cool. And I hope it, uh, I hope it was a wonderful one. All right. 215-592-9494. Let's squeeze a couple more calls in here before we hand it over to John Johnson. Let's go to West Effort and talk to Chase. Hey, Chase. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, Chase? So earlier, I, I was listening to Mad Mike talk, which is always a delight, but he, he said <laughs> something about how they try to hide Hurts in the offense and they're trying to suppress him in the offense, and I completely disagree, more so me saying that Nick Sirianni is in the last few games attempting to construct a game plan around the run game and our strengths, our offensive linemen, and, you know, and, and our run game. And we've been doing a pretty good job running the ball and everything, but I just don't see how you can look at that and say we're trying to hide Hurts. I mean, isn't what we wanted – in the beginning of the season to stop letting Hurts throw the I'm ball so, so much with, and I'm run so the ball I'm so with you, bit. Chase. I'm so with you. Well, it's like <laughs> they finally started doing what all we've asked them to do for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it's and like, oh, they're, it's, they're doing it because they don't trust Hurts. And look, I don't think they trust Hurts long term, obviously. But like, 
I think it was just they realized, oh, we should be running the ball, and it was two matchups in a row where running the ball just made all the sense in the world. Of course you're going to run it, especially the way the game's played out. I, I think that's a leap, to be honest. No, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they think that, you know, Hurts is a long-term answer or trust him long-term, but what, he's, what Nick Sirianni is doing is a great job by letting him develop, let him sit back. He doesn't have to control the offense to a full. Let's run the ball, open up the pass. And all we can do is sit back and complain. I just don't understand. He, he, he's expect, trying his best. It's a great point, especially because, like, what we talked about, too, is it's it's running the ball is not just smart from an offensive perspective for the Philadelphia Eagles. It also should help your young quarterback. You know, there are yeah. so many reasons for, for them to run the ball. I don't yeah, and I, I actually – I don't think Sirianni's done a great job with Hurts. I mean, early in the year, to, to, to I counter, I guess, yeah. Mad Mike's point, like – they were asking way too much of Hertz, and now the last two weeks, they've asked basically nothing of him, right? So I, I think that they have to find a middle ground. I do believe, now the run defenses they played played a role in it, but I do believe they're skeptical in, internally of Hertz's ability to throw the ball consistently and throw them to a win, especially since he wasn't able to do it early in the year, but that doesn't mean you go to 18 passes, right? I think they no, have to yeah. give him at least an opportunity. I can I completely agree with you. I think balance is what we're going to yes. really get up because we have a young quarterback and we have someone who who struggles to be a prolific passer, and I completely understand that. And the best thing to do is, is balance, construct a game plan around him. But also about the defense, for God's sake, you know, you have to talk about what you want to see from this game. Jonathan Gannon, like for the sake of me not putting a hole through my TV, I just want to see some switch it up. I just want to see some blitzes. I just want to see some press coverage. I just want to see some pressure on the quarterback. I just want him to change it up so I don't have to lose my yeah, mind. Yeah, Chase, it's crazy that we're at the point where, and, and I feel like you and I and most Eagles fans would say, I'd rather see them just get beat deep. I'd rather see them get beat over the top than watch this dink and dunk. Like, I'll take my chances. You know what? If we give up an 80-yard touchdown pass, so be it. At least we get the ball back. I don't have to watch this defense anymore. Like, look it's crazy that we're at that point. Look at the final drive of the Chargers game when they had they had six minutes. They had yep. six minutes to, to for us to make a stop for them, force them the field goal. But what they did, they just dink and dunk. They ran the ball right by us. They, they hit it with sort of five-yard pass, a seven-yard pass. It's just that it's so hard to watch, and it just it takes so much time off the clock and just ruins any kind of momentum you're trying to develop. Chase, great call. Call us more. Yeah, I, look, and I know, Elliot, you're not – I think obviously because you're not as hard against Gannon, you're getting pigeonholed as the, the Gannon defender. I know you're not a Gannon defender. I know you're not saying he's done a great job or anything like that. Like you said, you gave him a C- for the year. But – you, you could still, like, the frustration of it, you know, of watching, the, like, that six-minute drive last week, like, at a certain point you have to say, all right, either they score or they don't, but we can't just let them walk down the field and kick a field goal to win this game. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a very frustrating defense to watch, and I said this on the pod. Like, I'm not worked up about it. I'm happy you are so that you represent the people that feel that way because I agree a lot of the fan base is. Like, it was frustrating watching the Sticks defense with Jim Schwartz, right? Like, there there's frustrating parts of watching defense. I Where I'm at with Gannon is, like, I'm just not ready to to fire him. Like, I, I still think that, you know, he is only eight or nine games in. He, you know, we talk a lot about Sirianni's first time calling an offense. It's Gannon's first time calling a defense. Now, that doesn't excuse the six-minute drive. That's unacceptable. That was probably some of the worst defense they've played when you consider the situation, their ability to win the game, all those things. I'm just not out on him yet. Like, it sounds like a lot of people are. All right, let's squeeze one more call in here. Let's go to Delaware and talk to Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, Thanks what's up, calling. Kyle? Hey, uh, from my perspective, it just seems like Jonathan Gannon doesn't trust anybody on the defense at all. And yeah. for how much we don't value the linebacker spot, he uses them an awful lot. Yeah. Kyle. He's not 
There's correctly. a disconnect. There's a disconnect there where where when they hired Jonathan Gannon to be the defensive coordinator, and this goes back to Howie, like you need to understand the defense that this guy is going to run and give him players that can run that defense. I know he's like, I don't have a scheme. I play to my players. Well, it certainly looks like you need a freaking linebacker in whatever defense you do, pal. So I'm with you. That's a big miss. Absolutely. And we have blitzing linebackers playing coverage on underneath routes or on the running back, and they can't cover at all. So we're dropping all of our, our secondary back and relying on these blitzing linebackers to cover underneath. And it's just it's hard to watch, like the other guys were saying. And usually, like the past couple of years, it's been that the D-line would always dominate and it would make up for the secondary, but the D-line is doing nothing, and we're dropping everybody back, and it's just it's, it's awful. Yeah, I'm with you, Kyle, and great call. Thanks for getting it in there. Yeah, look, I think both the way this show started, Elliot, and, and where we're at now, like I feel both we're both right like this going into this game tomorrow like it is a big game for Jalen Hurts because I think the Broncos will do a better job of stopping the run than the team's last two weeks they're going to I want them to still run the ball but I I think Jalen's gonna have to do a little bit more if they're gonna win this game tomorrow and Jonathan Gannon has to do more too because again like Teddy Bridgewater his his best skill is completing the ball like he is a dink and dunk type quarterback that is the type of guy they're going against he does have a 72 percent completion percentage like this is a game where these two guys are two, you know, kind of where our focus is squared in on in these games tomorrow. Like, I really think it's a big game in both ways, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially because although I think the Broncos' skill, skill players are decent, like, this is not an offense that you should be, get lit, be getting lit up by, right? Like, one of my defenses of Jonathan Gannon has been that when they play defenses that they shouldn't get lit up by, they haven't been. There hasn't really been an offense that torched them outside of maybe the Raiders where you came in saying, okay, they should be able to shut them down. So you're right. Like, Gannon, the defense have to, has to show up, and so does Jalen Hurts. Now, it comes down to it, like the show's ending. Do we trust them to do that? I don't know if I like, do I, do I trust maybe one to do it and the other one, you know, not to maybe, but do I trust both? I don't know. Like coming into this game, the, the Broncos are banged up. So I think that helps, but I, I, I don't think they're going to win the game. Like I'm I having a either. tough time yeah. finding a way to, that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your prediction? Let's end there. That's tough. So I, I don't think they're going to win the game. Um, I think the defense will be better, but I, I would say like Eagles lose 21, like, I don't know, 17, 24, 21. I think it's yeah. a field goal type game. I think it's 26 to 21, something like that, like five, six points, four points, like that type of game where it's close, they're in it, but ultimately the Broncos win and cover, and uh, and and that's that's it. Let's hope we're wrong, Elliot, because if, 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 if they can win this game, it's interesting again. And, you know, with the schedule yeah. they have left, there is a, a, you know, and depending on how other things play out this weekend, it could get really, really interesting. All right. Uh, and you just want to see them improve, right? Over and, two straight weeks, totally, they've looked better. Totally. That's what you want to see tomorrow. Totally. So. All right, uh, Elliot, have fun at the game, pal. Uh, thank you for calling in from Denver, troubleshooting the, the technology problems and making it having a, a true a true uh, hero performance from you today, buddy. Let's hope the Eagles can do it tomorrow. Yes, sir. And thank you to everyone who called into the show. We literally could not do this show without you. We, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. And, of course, Moshe Kravitz doing an awesome job behind the glass. Until next week, for Elliot, I'm James. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.